Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. Great to have you. Republicans look like they're the go-to party now for the House of Cards treatment for chaos and just plain double-dealing. Just like that, Congressman Jim Jordan, one of the most respected congressmen in the House of Representatives, is out of the running for Speaker after only three rounds of voting. What a week it was for the House of Representatives. Yesterday, Congressman Jim Jordan failed on a third vote to secure the Speakership, This time, Jordan lost 25 votes from the Rhinos in his conference following the third vote. The Republican conference then went into a hastily called secret meeting for a vote, a secret vote, on whether Jordan should remain as the Speaker nominee. Now remember, Kevin McCarthy won the Speakership in January with 15 rounds of voting. And of course, the Republicans were swapped in that secret meeting with a secret vote the conference voting to remove Jordan as their speaker nominee. We're told, reliably, the vote was 122 to 86. And now that opens the door to the return of the former speaker, Kevin McCarthy, that's just coincidental, I'm sure, and a few others. My guess right now is... But doing dirt in the dark like that doesn't play well with voters. And my, my guess right now... Selling out to the swamp, if that's what they actually did, and it does look that way, well, these Republicans are likely to lose the House next year, fail to gain the Senate, and this isn't at all helpful to President Trump's next administration. It is tough to imagine what these characters are thinking. So the rhinos win. The Republicans are set to meet again Monday to elect a new speaker-designee, 
This is now the mess that the establishment and the rhinos wanted all along. And while the House struggles to get their act together, the House Oversight Committee hasn't skipped a beat in their investigation of the Biden crime family. Just yesterday, Chairman James Comer released the following regarding his investigation of President Biden and the uncovering of a direct payment of $200,000 to Joe Biden. This summer, Joe Biden said, where's the money? Well, we found some. We're still digging into evidence subpoenaed from bank accounts belonging to Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, and James and Sarah Biden, the brother and sister-in-law of the president. A document that we're releasing today raises new questions about how President Biden personally benefited from his family's shady influence peddling of his last name and their access to him. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check we've obtained in our investigation. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. And then on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. James Biden wrote this check to Joe Biden as a, quote, loan repayment. AmeriCorps, a distressed company, loaned money to James Biden, who then sent it to Joe Biden. Even if this was a personal loan repayment, it's still troubling that Joe Biden's ability to be paid back by his brother depended on the success of his family's shady financial dealings. Some immediate questions President Biden must answer for the American people. Does he have documents proving he lent such a large sum of money to his brother? And what were the terms of such financial agreement? Did he have similar financial agreements with other family members that led them to make similar large payments to him? And did he know that the same day James Biden wrote him a check for $200,000, James Biden had just received a loan for the exact same amount from business dealings with a company that was in financial distress and failing? The House Oversight Committee will soon announce our next investigative actions and continue to follow the money. The bank records don't end here. There's more to come. Comer deserves great credit for the work he and his committee are doing and will continue to do. The Biden family is as corrupt as they come. Every one of us knows it now. And each day that goes by, the House Oversight Committee simply churns out more evidence. As the war in Israel rolls on, Joe Biden took some time this week to offer up an aid package for Israel. The only problem is the aid package is really, of course, an aid package for Ukraine as well. This is what the package includes. An additional $61 billion in aid for Ukraine and $14 billion in aid for Israel. You heard me right. $61 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel. And then $9 billion in humanitarian aid amongst the two countries, $7 billion in funding for Taiwan and the Indo-Pacific region, 
and throw in another $13 billion to address security at the U.S.-Mexico border, whatever that means in Joe Biden's world. Imagine that, more than half of the money going to Ukraine as an additional payment of what here on this show we call Biden's blackmail, Biden's hush money. Our guest today is Congressman Ben Klein, a member of the House Judiciary, Appropriations, and Budget Committees, three of the most powerful committees in Congress. Congressman, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. I want to start, if we may, the race for speaker. I've known Congressman Jordan for a long time. I'm a great admirer of the congressman for his commitment to the country and conservative values. I I think he'd have been an incredible speaker. It seems, though, there's a more than a minor division in the Republican conference. Rhinos who seem to be more Democrats than Republicans, and some Republicans who sometimes get lost on one issue. Your thoughts about what that portends? Well, I think you are going to see a more unified conference. For too long, we've had uh, those pushing in a direction that was not as aggressive as uh, the majority of the conference, but quite frankly, the, the people, the grassroots, have wanted us to be. And uh, I think you're going to see a more aggressive uh, effort to pass conservative legislation that's going to represent the values of the people, uh, less government, smaller government. We're not just going to shave back the increases in spending. We're actually going to see decreases in spending and uh, and not just one half of one percent decreases, you're going to see uh, a real effort to shrink the size and scope of government, at least from our end. I mean, the House is only one half of one branch of government, so we've got a long way to go. But if we can stand for the people, stand for smaller government, then uh, we'll, we'll start to make a big change. Absolutely. Will that change include what we thought would be the reality uh, after the uh, the election of uh, Kevin McCarthy in January? The 118th Congress would be a Congress of regular order. There would be 12 separate appropriations bills. There would be adequate time uh, to go through the process rather than simply be a hurried, uh, in effect, uh, quasi uh, uh, omnibus bill, uh, although not with that name. Will it, will it be truly regular order? Yes, and we were seeing some semblance of that. We've only gotten halfway through the appropriations bills, which was uh, a problem. And, and regular order implies that we're going to get our job done on time. And so moving forward, we've got to have that recognition, not just from uh, this also the majority leader staff, the majority leader, you know, setting bills on the schedule with enough time to get the amendments in order to get rules committee to, to go through them all. It does take some time, but, but we've got experienced staff, a team that knows what it takes, and, and they just have to have the willingness to get us there and we'll restore regular order and deliver on that promise for the people. Well, I think the people are more than ready, and, and I think if uh, this if this Congress can deliver on that, uh, that many of the issues and and problems that confront uh, the country uh, will be on their way to solution. Because there's a reason for regular order. There is a reason for discrete and separate uh, bills of uh, appropriation so that issues could be handled within the context of, uh, of the congressional responsibility. There is oversight, there's appropriation, there is budgeting, and it has, and it all together 
as you well know, uh, but for the audience, all implies management, active management of the Congress of the United States. And what we've seen instead is um, just simply an omnibus, a, a, a wave of the hand at uh, trillions of dollars in spending. Uh, and no, and the result is no oversight and uh, really no participation on the part of the Congress uh, in Congresses before the 118th, since 1996 anyway. Now, basic basic fiscal management, not too much to ask. You know, we'll pull the curtain back for the people, for your listeners here. That There's a reason why we've been lurching from crisis to crisis, from omnibus to omnibus, and that's because the big spenders, and they're on both sides of the aisle, but they're primarily in the Senate, uh, have gamed the system so that no matter whether uh, a Republican or Democrat House, the House passes its appropriations bills. They send them over to the Senate and the Senate sits on them and waits. And then they they have no choice but to pass an omnibus bill that is loaded down with pork barrel spending that satisfies both parties, uh, the pork barrel spenders in both parties, the House, I mean, in the Senate. But uh, and then they push it back on the House. And it was interesting. I was speaking with a, a Senate appropriator trying to get them to move appropriations bills on the floor. I said, why is it that the that you can't get your appropriations bills done? And she said, well, the, the Senate majority leader sets the schedule and he has to set aside time for these appropriations bills. And I said, well, why doesn't he do that? And she said, well, because when they go to this crisis mode, uh, guess who writes the appropriations bills, the omnibus appropriations bills? It's not the appropriations committee. It's the majority leader's office. It's Chuck Schumer's office that writes this omnibus bill. So he maintains control by delay, by creating this crisis. It benefits him and it benefits uh, the big spenders that he is in their pocket. Right. And when we talk about Chuck Schumer, we're talking about the ultimate insider establishment Marxist Dem uh, leader. Uh, he is he, he I think he stands unique over the course of the past 20 years in Congress in that he, and he has had the ability to send out not just pork and special interest uh, within uh, the, the state of New York, uh, but across the country. And in fact, uh, he has had a unique power, uh, in my judgment, a unique power for some time that he could move money to independent uh, Democrat, but independent jurisdictions all over. We can talk about a, a, a city, a town, a township for crying out loud, or an entire state, uh, whether it be California, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know, pick a town in New Mexico. He really has that kind of power. He can even affect state budgets, which he's done for a number of blue states who are uh, awash in debt and deficits. Uh, that, has right. to, that has to end. This, uh, the legislation that passed during COVID, they, they would uh, load up and they would argue that it was somehow uh, beneficial to the people to address COVID. But really what it was was just paying off the debts of these blue states. Chuck Schumer had been waiting for the opportunity to uh, pay off the unfunded pensions, the the Chicago's, the Illinois's, the New York's, the uh, the way that they were so wasteful with money 
uh, and underfunded their the pensions of their public employees that when he had the chance to uh, get all these big payoffs, he, that's what all that these COVID bills ended up doing. They weren't uh, for the public. They were for the government uh, unions. We're talking with Congressman Ben Klein, and we are talking with one of the heavyweights in the Republican Party in the House of Representatives on Capitol Hill to that point. Uh, he is uh, he sits not only on one or two uh, of the most powerful and important committees. He sits on three, uh, the House Budget, House Appropriations and uh, the Judiciary. Uh, we'll be right back with Ben Klein as we talk about what is next for the 118th Congress. Stay with us. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Back now with Congressman Ben Klein. And Congressman, uh, let's talk about what is happening in the Middle East. That conflict is uh, at this point uh, raging. Uh, rockets are still flying into Israel. Israel preparing what looks like a, a, a major uh, ground operation. That is an invasion uh, of, of uh, Gaza. Give us your thinking on uh, where that crisis uh, stands and what you see uh, in right this particular moment um, uh, as being the most important elements of uh, all of that is occurring there? Well, correctly identifying Hamas as the enemy is proving to be a, a challenge for the left. It's, it's uh, remarkable to me that uh, there are those in this country and, and elsewhere in the world that can't see that uh, the evil that's been that's been uh, undertaken by Hamas in Israel and, and why we need to stand for this sole democracy in the Middle East, stand up for the people, stand up for their right to defend themselves and uh, make sure that they have everything that they need to successfully defeat and eliminate and erase Hamas from, from uh, the map. And so what Israel is undertaking right now is, is uh, very significant, it's very serious, and uh, they are going to make sure that our hostages are rescued, uh, that uh, there are Americans being held hostage in Gaza, and we have to make sure that they get out, so making sure we help Israel to do that, uh, but also to make sure that Hamas doesn't threaten and that Hezbollah doesn't 
come in from the north and this thing doesn't turn into a regional conflict as well. The, stationing our carriers out in uh, in locations where uh, we're going to be able to provide that assistance, that's going to help contribute to keeping Iran in check and keep Hezbollah uh, out of this conflict. Right. You know, we we talked with uh, Congressman Corey Mills, who's just returned, as you know, from rescue oh, missions good. from uh, Israel. He's brought out uh, in this most recent trip, I believe it's 96 Americans who returned uh, Sunday. Uh, he is exemplary. He is uh, a true American hero. Uh, he is going back and talking with him. His frustration with this administration, which has no plan to rescue Americans, we, which did not respond until uh, watching uh, Congressman Mills go over there and a number of other people who have uh, done similar things. Uh, he he did. The president of the United States didn't say a word, didn't act. No one in the Defense Department did where in times previous to this administration. So much was different. Uh but automatically, if you're an American hostage of a foreign power or terrorist group, they every every effort was made to rescue them. Uh, your reaction? It's it's shameful, and uh, it it just shows you that our Defense Department is as toothless as our State Department. We're all, you know, it's an administration full of Anthony Blinkens, which is not a compliment, and uh, to. Uh, see someone like my colleague uh, Corey go over there and, and be able to rescue Americans, it, it not only shines a light on the ineffectiveness of the administration's lack of effort, but also uh, just uh, shows us that uh, good men uh, with, a, with the will and uh, the ability can, can make great things happen. Americans still can uh, can still act and do so in the interest of their fellow citizens and this this great nation. And it, it seems to be lost on so many people, but particularly the left, as you're saying, they I, I can't even explain them anymore. I, I, I studied them in, in college. I, you know, I've, I've worked in this uh, this craft for a very long time. But this is an inexplicable moment in history in which we have a a, a presidency, uh, a, an administration, a regime, whatever you want to call it, that is feckless without exception across every agency, every uh, department. Uh, there, the military is in the has been captured by the woke uh, left. It is it is so deeply troubling to see what this administration has done. Our southern border wide open uh, and we're getting all sorts of people coming across from the terrorist database uh, just in the last uh, in the last week uh, coming in uh, from uh, Iran, coming in from various uh, hot spots in the Middle East and uh, about 275 known terrorists in the course of this year. Uh, it, and. And yet nothing seems to move the needle uh, with this indifferent and impaired and compromised president. Your thoughts? You're absolutely right. It is amazing how this open border has uh, contributed to rise in, in criminal activity, drug 
running, human trafficking, sex trafficking. Every district in the country, including mine in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, not very close to the southern border, but at the same time, we see the impact uh, here in our community. There's fentanyl in our communities killing young people. And, uh, and now we have that specter of people on the terrorist watch list coming in and we don't know where they're coming in from. Uh, we don't know. They're, they're often gotaways that are, uh, that we don't know who they are. If they're running from apprehension, you know, if, if we're not able to apprehend them, then, uh, they are most likely engaged in criminal activity either in this country or in their home country and uh, running from something. So we've got to close the border. It's a matter of national security. It's a matter of homeland security. And uh, this president really does have to uh, face accountability for his lack of, of sealing the border. Mayorkas, it's long past time to impeach Mayorkas, but uh, the, the willful neglect on the part of this administration uh, means that we have got to hold more people accountable. And I, I just want to urge everyone listening to The Great America Show and listening to Congressman Ben Klein to call your representative, call the Capitol Hill switchboard. Uh, you can talk to your senator as well as your representative, but focus, if you will, on the re on your representatives now. Call 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. 3121 to let your representatives know how you feel about that wide open border and the fact that they are accepting as routine collateral damage more than 100,000 American lives every year due to fentanyl and opiate overdoses, uh, drugs brought in across that southern border. Uh, Congressman, we're going to uh, take a quick pause here. We'll be right back with Congressman Ben Klein, and we're going to take up the issue of what is next uh, with the Republican 118th Congress and with the war with Hamas and Israel. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back now, and I just want to remind you, the Capitol Hill switchboard number 202-224-3121, 202 and if I may suggest you urge your representative to vote 
for Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. I truly believe that the fate of the Republic uh, rides on the outcome of this vote, uh, which takes place this week. And it's very important who has the third most powerful job in the U.S. government. Uh, Jim Jordan uh, is, I think, a man whose time has come and who is perfect for that job. And if you can agree, uh, let your representatives know. Well, let's turn to Congressman Ben Klein now. The question I have is, you you mentioned Mayorkas. What would it take to impeach a government official if not leaving a 2,000-mile border wide open, turned over to the cartels in a moment of crisis like we are experiencing now, that conflict in the Middle East could go any number of ways. We do know that 2,000 of our troops in the region have been notified to prepare for deployment. Two uh, U.S. aircraft carrier strike forces are in position. And uh, your, your judgment, what will it take to impeach Mayorkas or President Biden, based on the evidence that we already know to be true? Well, I agree with you. It's long past time that Mayorkas go. And my constituents have let me know uh, that uh, they're they're fed up with that. They're also fed up with us not holding uh, the president and his son accountable, his family accountable uh, for the actions that they've been engaged in over the past several years. You know, the one thing that uh, we do have to remember is judiciary is a single committee and it's the only committee that does impeachment. And so if we go after Mayorkas, that's going to take up all of judiciary's time. And we have a a judiciary chairman who uh, needs to be elected speaker. Uh, So when we elect him speaker, we're going to be able to have a new judiciary chairman. And we've got lots of great choices on the on the upper dais who are going to continue to push not only for impeachment, but also we're going to have to get a new chairman of the weaponization subcommittee. Jim Jordan is chairman of that, and it is going after the weaponization of government. So he's a he's a one man wrecking crew, and it's going to take several of our conference to actually take the place of Jim Jordan and all of the things that he's been engaged in. Uh, we have our government oversight chair, Jamie Comer, who's doing a great job holding the, the Biden family accountable. And uh, the facts keep coming to light. And so the impeachments are, are looming large. And uh, I'm hopeful that we'll start that process soon. Well, I, I, I agree with you and I uh, hope with you that that can transpire very quickly. Uh, do you uh, are you interested in the job of uh, chairmanship of the judiciary? The judiciary chair? No. <laughs> I'm uh, happy to be a member of judiciary, uh, along with uh, Chairman Jordan. Uh, but, you know, up there on the top of the dais, well, we've got uh, Mike Johnson from Louisiana, who's chairman of the Constitution Subcommittee. We've got Matt Gates. We've got uh, Andy Biggs, who's chair of the Crime uh, uh, Crime Subcommittee and was actually chair of the Freedom Caucus uh, in the last Congress. We've got a number of, of members of Congress who are Daryl Issa is chair of the Intellectual Property Subcommittee, uh, who uh, are on the top of the dais. I'm a little bit lower, uh, so uh, I'm not eligible, but I'll be a, a loyal soldier uh, whenever we can get a new chairman to go in after and holding this administration accountable. 
And to be and to be perfectly honest, Congressman, I'm not sure that we could spare you uh, from uh, from the budget committee uh, and your other uh, committees to uh, to to. Uh, judiciary right now well we'll be busy under a, we'll be busy under a jordan chairmanship or speakership because the budget committee is going to be passing a balanced budget and uh jim jordan's going to be pushing for uh fiscal management you know the uh the appropriations committee only deals with about a third of our spending the other two-thirds are mandatory what's called mandatory spending which right. is on autopilot because of of these programs that we have that need reforms. And and Jim Jordan is going to make sure that we rein in the wasteful uh, spending that is uh, causing these trillion-dollar deficits and $33 trillion debt. And I have heard uh, uh, some of your colleagues say that you're indispensable to the appropriations process as well as the budget. So um, I I think you're going to have probably a heavier load than you may uh, right now (laughs) want to take on. I agree. I welcome it, though. Well, good for you because you're you're much needed and much appreciated, uh, Congressman. Let's let's turn to now what what is happening in this economy, as we're watching consumer confidence plummet in uh, in this country, and people aren't paying much attention to it. And uh, I probably should be talking about it more on on, on this show than I am. But uh, when consumer confidence drops seven and a half percent, as it has this month, uh, we know that uh, now. Now, this dysfunctional government that is the Biden regime uh, is having immense impact, uh, perhaps uh, unintended consequences. You can argue with whether it's intended or unintended because he's done so much that's devastating to the great republic. Uh, it's what are we to do here, uh, given the circumstances that are well beyond the control of government uh, often? Uh, and that is bring in hyperinflation and the pros- and the prospect of stagflation. Uh, come bring policy into line to forestall that. Your thoughts? It, it's a challenge when you unleash the beast that is inflation, hyperinflation, as the Biden administration has done. It didn't take much, you know. It took trillions and trillions of dollars, seven trillion dollars in spending uh, to unleash the beast. But once it was unleashed, you know, the Fed. Uh, for the Fed, everything looks like a nail when all you've got is the ability to raise interest rates to, to tackle it. So we've got a responsibility in Congress. You know, we uh, have very little to do with the Fed. I wish that we had uh, more direct uh, – the Fed was more directly accountable to Congress. Uh, we, I would love to audit it. Uh, many would like to end it. But uh, we would like to uh, use the tools at our disposal to help reduce inflation – one thing we can do is become energy independent again. Uh, we need to open up the floodgates for energy production here in this country. Uh, we also need to stop the wasteful and woke spending uh, on the things that uh, we don't particularly need. Uh, you know, we just passed a State Department funding bill that reduced spending not to last year's level, not to the year before last, but all the way back to 2000 and. 15, so almost a decade of, of increased spending wiped out, wiped out because uh, we didn't need it. You know, we get rid of WHO spending. We need to get rid of uh, all of the woke and weaponized government, and that's that will help address inflation as well. Let me ask you this uh, final question in, in concerning appropriations. Uh, do you have both the will and the and the ability 
on the on the weaponization committee, but primarily, of course, on the Appropriations Committee to pull back the funding of the special counsels, which are absolutely outrageously out of control, purely politically motivated political persecution of President Trump. Do you have the will and the intent on the Appropriations Committee to uh, to bring into line runaway government in terms of political corruption, uh, whether it be the Department of Justice, the FBI or the federal judiciary itself? Yeah, as a member of the Judiciary Committee, I'm the only Judiciary Committee member on both the Oversight Committee and the Appropriations Subcommittee on Judiciary. So I I get to see both sides of it. The attorney general comes in and uh, I'll light him up on on his uh, weaponization of government. But then on the appropriation side, we'll actually put our money where our mouth is and actually defund this uh, these programs, these divisions that are are breaking not only uh, the laws, but the confidence of the people in their government. And, And that's where we have to drain out the woke and the weaponized from our FBI, from our DOJ, uh, the prosecutors who are so one-sided. Uh, and and we really do. And that's why you're going to be proud of this uh, Justice Department appropriations bill that's coming out. It will be hard to reconcile with the Senate. It'll be hard to reconcile with the White House because we are pushing so far to get rid of it and uh, put things on the right path for the American people. Well, Congressman, we are delighted to hear that, and we are also anxious to see uh, that uh, that legislation come forward. Uh, I always give, um, I say I always give every guest. That's not quite true, but I try to give most guests uh, the last word here on The Great America Show, and I would be uh, remiss not to certainly give you that opportunity. Your concluding thoughts, if you would, Congressman Klein. Well, thanks, Lou, for having me on. We are truly at a crossroads in this country between going down the same path we've always gone of deficit spending, woke and weaponized government getting run over by uh, by Biden administration, by the Senate and Chuck Schumer. But we've got an alternative choice to put Jim Jordan in the speakership and actually have a House that stands up equal to the Senate, equal to the Senate stands up for the American people for the values that we share. And I look forward, hopefully, uh, to electing him on Tuesday, voting for him on Tuesday, and getting him in there as speaker and really changing things for the American people. Congressman Ben Klein, thanks for being with us. Uh, A great American, and thanks for all that you are doing for this great country. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show will be Alabama's Secretary of State, Wes Allen who's doing great things for the people of Alabama to assure voter integrity. We'll be talking with him about what he's done to make sure there's no rigged election in Alabama and the rest of the country needs to listen in. Please join us for that tomorrow and be with us each and every weekday. Please join us this Sunday as well on 77 WABC Radio for my show Lou Dobbs Sunday. Please be with us for that. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.